like that don't even play me like that are you for real right now i'm sorry um is this Kristen? <laughs> yes this is Kristen, aka that cali peach wow <laughs> <laughs> not a moniker yes that is me i don't know who it is <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> oh my god Totally out of control. Oh gosh, whatever. Um, whatever. So it's been a couple of weeks, so you know, I guess things can evolve in time. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Hello, this is uh, Wait, Tell Me Everything, and I'm Andrea. And I am Kristen, a.k.a. Callie P. <laughs> yeah, in case, in case you didn't catch it the Unless first you, time. In case you missed it the first time. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Have you been drinking? Oddly enough, I have not. Mm. Only water and aloe vera juice. That's all I've had to drink today. Maybe you should cut back on the aloe vera juice. <laughs> I'm just very excited because it's been a while. It yeah. seems like it's been forever. It's um, been a minute. Yeah, I think the first, what was it? Was I out of town like last week? Last week, yeah. you, were, last week you were out of town. Um and then I think, I don't know, the week... We taped the week before that, though. Yeah, so we had, we did, the last episode we did was our spe- very special royal yes. episode. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had the guests before that one. So, yeah, okay. So, Hello. yeah, I was, and we'll talk about why I was so exhausted. In addition to daylight savings time. Oh, my God. Can I just which say... Which is a whore. It's a I whore mean, and... A, a damn shame and I was so thrown off this entire week by daylight savings every single day of this whole entire week was affected by the loss of that extra hour I don't understand again for for the millionth time and for the record I do not understand why we have to go through this as a nation as a people um while I appreciate much of what uh, President Biden is doing, um, I really need him to get on this because I feel like this should be top 10 list urgency. Can we please stop the madness? This is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. We just can't go on. We can't go on like this. And I, we And having the same conversation every year in the spring is beyond stupid (laughs) oh it's maddening but yeah daylight savings time 
Uh, you're a liar and a cheat. You're the worst. You're the worst. I hate you. We hate you so much. All right. Um. Well, should we just dive in? Um. Sure. Let Let's be different. Let's be different and start at the top instead of at the back. Um. And I have a couple of stories. Uh, we'll start with the most current one, which is out of the Wall Street Journal Dateline, March 21st, by Cameron McWhorter, Allison Pohl, and Alex Janin. The headline is Protests Across U.S. Call for End to Anti-Asian Violence. So... Obviously, this is um, uh, all, all based on the news out of Atlanta earlier this week. Um, and there were a ton of like just protests and vigils across the country. So protests uh, calling for an end to violence against Asian Americans were held around the country over the weekend as lawmakers pushed for better tracking of hate crimes following the deadly shootings at Atlanta area spas. Hundreds of people gathered Saturday near the Georgia State Capitol, with some demonstrators carrying signs declaring Stop Asian Hate. Many waved American flags as cars and trucks driving by honked in support. Uh, Zozu Zhang, a 36-year-old medical researcher at Georgia State University, said he came to the protest his first political event because he was worried about a rise in anti-Asian prejudice in the past year. We live here, we pay taxes, we work here. This is our life, said Mr. Jiang, who has been in the US for 10 years and lives in suburban Atlanta with his wife and two children. This is a country of immigrants, all of the immigrants, so there is nothing we can do better than love each other and work together. Eight people, including six women of Asian descent, were killed in shootings at three Atlanta area spas on Tuesday night. Robert Aaron Long of Woodstock, Georgia, was arrested in the attacks and has been charged with eight counts of murder and one count of aggravated assault, uh, officials said. He is being held in Cherokee County without bond. He waived his right to an attorney. Um, the fact that six of the eight victims were women of Asian descent has prompted calls for the suspect to be charged with hate crimes. Law enforcement mm -hmm. officials... This is the crazy, stupid part. Law enforcement officials in the I can't um, in the suburban county where the first shooting occurred have said that Mr. Long told them he was lashing out at his sexual addiction in the attacks. Officials with the Atlanta Police Department said they will they will I'm sorry they are still investigating the attacks to determine whether Mr. Long should be charged with hate crimes. Okay, so let's just pause there. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but I don't understand why someone who is the assailant in this um, gets any, like, press around, like, what he said or didn't say or what the police said that he said. Well, because that police chief is a racist. He himself um, touted on his social media a t-shirt where it referred to the China flu. See? So that's why. Because he's one of them. To the point, it got so bad like when they posted that, people in response were posting on the Cherokee 
um, police department. Because um, like I said, the crime happened in like it, one, one set happened in Atlanta, the other one happened in Cherokee County, uh-huh. which is like Atlanta because it's like right next to like Alpharetta. Okay. But it's different. So it's like up north. It's like Atlanta, but you pass through a whole lot of, you know, it's outside the perimeter. It's not. Yeah. And it's not. Obviously, it's not metropolitan. It's not diver- diverse. Uh-huh. Let's just say that. So, um, people were commenting like, oh, he needs to be fired. Oh, we found this on his Facebook page. This is unacceptable. They erased the whole account for the Cherokee Police Department. Wow. I was like, so you're just going to protect him. Mm-hmm. And just shut all this down. So yeah, Cherokee County is not diverse. And the reason why he says that, and oh, he's had a very bad, he was just having a bad day. You know, I'm having a, a right, bad week. Right, right. Did I go and shoot up Target 8 to, and kill like 8 people? Right. No! Right. I mean, it's like, yeah, so many things wrong. I mean, it's the same mo as like um is what was it uh was dylan roof the one who shot up the church mm. yeah they took him to have mcdonald's yeah they, uh-huh, mm-hmm. they stopped burger king they stopped a burger king with him burger king yes you know and every, right. like somehow somehow these people who do these mass shootings if they don't end up the victim of their own gun right like because oftentimes that's the case mm-hmm. but if they don't like commit suicide then they somehow end up like uh, apprehended they end up um, like treated humanely they end up like alive and get, they get to mm-hmm. get to be arraigned you know and it's like a consistent pattern uh, and then like and then you have this like the like making of excuses um, which are so nonsensical like any what like I don't care what he said or what he claims this was about um, and I, you know, and I, I certainly don't care that he was having a bad day like that, which is just who says that? Like, how is that even a thing that you say mm-hmm. about someone who just murdered eight people? Like, right. It's, that's not like those two so, things. So we together. had a bad day. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, that's not what that is. Like, that's not what that song is about. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's it's unbelievable. It's, it's truly un- unbelievable. It's not, but it is. It's not, but it is, right? So, and it's just, yeah. it's it's uh, it's infuriating that that it's even a thing that we're still having to revisit. And the pattern is just so obvious. And the fact that like these white male shooters, time after time, somehow manage to see their day in court. And the thing is. I'm not, again, like this is, we've been saying this over the course of the past year, um, as we are, we're already in this season where we're like looking at these one year anniversaries, like, you know, just a week and a half ago was a year since Breonna Taylor was murdered in her home. Um, You know, we're coming up on Ahmaud Aubrey and, you know, George Floyd, like all of these things that happened just Mm -hmm. a year ago. Um, And we've said this over and over again. It's it's not that um, there's a problem with somebody being taken into custody and treated humanely. It's the fact that 
it's always these white, like male mass shooting um, uh, people who somehow get are able to be apprehended. And when you have unarmed black men getting killed all of the time by the same law enforcement agencies, like the discrepancy is so obvious and so clear that like it can't like it can't be ignored and it has to keep getting called out because everyone mm -hmm. should have the same benefit everybody should have the same benefit of being because we all as, as americans are our right to a trial Every, by right. a jury of our peers right but we don't get that opportunity right even when you're not shooting up like i mean it's like you know we're, again we're talking about so many unarmed black men um mm -hmm. that we've seen uh killed on camera and those are the ones that were caught on camera. So let's be clear. There's plenty that were not caught on camera. Um, and so that it's just, yeah, like it's, it's not, the problem isn't that th these people are getting apprehended and getting their day in court. It's the fact that it's not equal across the board and that everyone should have that, that the, the level of restraint that police officers seem to be able to, to show with these mass shooters should be the same level of restraint that they can show with someone who doesn't even have an, a weapon on them. Um, so anyhow, that's, um, that's that. So um, there were also in New York City, hundreds of people gathered in Manhattan's Union Square on Sunday for a solidarity march to the borough's Chinatown neighborhood. Um, Shang-Ye Zhu, a 28-year-old preschool teacher in Queens, held a sign saying, hate is a virus, as the names of the Atlanta shooting victims were read aloud at the demonstration. She said the attacks have left some of her co-workers scared to take public transportation. We're here because we feel so bad about it, Miss Sue said, of attending the march. On Saturday, hundreds of protesters gathered in Times Square. Wayne Huang, 42, who was born in New York City and lives in Chinatown, brought his two boys to the demonstration. He said his children were attending their first march. It's hard to explain to the hate to them and the evil, but they have to have the, that awareness that it is time to support the community, Mr. Huang said. Uh, police and government officials in New York City and other U.S. cities have said hate crimes against Asian Americans have risen since the COVID-19 pandemic, which was first identified in China, Christopher Ray, director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, told NPR last week that while the small shootings are still under investigation, quote, it does not appear that the motive was racially motivated. Um, Senator Tammy Duckworth, a Democrat of Illinois, said Sunday that she has pressed the heads of the Justice Department and the FBI to look into whether hate crimes against Asian Americans have been underreported. She said to uh, um, on CBS News's Face the Nation, she said, I want to see a deeper investigation into whether or not these shootings and other similar crimes are racially motivated. Representative Judy Chu, a Democrat out of California, who heads the Congressional Asian Pacific American Caucus, said Sunday that she is pushing for legislation to improve the reporting of hate crimes. She said on ABC News this week that 18 states don't track hate crimes and three states don't have a hate crime statute in the law. Our reporting is very flawed because it relies on local enforcement agencies to voluntarily provide such statistics, which I was like, yeah, that's beyond flawed, right? Like, 
right. I was like, oh, that that's a that's a problem. Um, so uh, also President Biden this past Friday met with Asian American leaders in Atlanta and urged Congress to pass the COVID-19 Hate Crimes Act. This legislation would ex- expedite Justice Department reviews of race-related crimes linked to COVID-19. Mr. Biden also called on the Senate to reauthorize the Violence Against Women's Act. Uh, Heidi Eng, a 28-year-old um, college budget officer, was one of hundreds of people who gathered in San Francisco's Chinatown on Saturday. She held up a sign that said, love us like you love our food. Um, she said that the attacks, uh, they remind me that the, t- the next person could possibly be one of my family members. It could be my mom. Um, so there's just, a, the report goes on just with a few other protesters who were present um, at the various protests um, that were, you know, just across and the You know country. what I love? I loved having a president who actually came to Atlanta. Yeah, I thought that was refreshing. Um, yeah, you know, that was something else. Yeah, and I mean, and it, they did, it was like, there. like initially I believe the trip was already planned for sort of a, like, it was supposed to be, um, this is before the actual attacks happened on Tuesday, the plan was to come to Atlanta as sort of a, like, a celebration of the stimulus bill passing and sort of like a thanks to Georgians for making mm-hmm. that possible because of the like you know flipping the, the the state blue made it so that the bill was sure to pass um and but what i love yeah like you said is that like not only did they keep the trip but they also just changed the agenda altogether and they're like okay mm-hmm. well now we're doing this then like we're still coming and obviously this is what needs to be talked about so um yeah like it's it's lovely um so the other thing that this connects to of course is um kate dang 27 atlanta said she came to the rally near the georgia state capitol on saturday because the spa shootings were an extreme example of a general disregard people have shown toward asian american women she said misogyny and racism tend to go hand in hand Ms. dang attended the rally with her friend fei lee 33 also of atlanta both said that in the past year, anti-Asian attitudes in the U.S. have grown worse, fueled by societal worries about the COVID-19 pandemic and remarks by former President Donald Trump, who they said exacerbated anti-Asian prejudice by blaming China for the spread of the virus and referring to the virus as the Kung flu. Ugh, such an idiot. Um, <laughs> civil rights groups have said the term was a racial slur. Miss Lee said of Mr. Trump, he wasn't the sole factor, but he was a huge factor. Spokespeople for Mr. Trump didn't respond to a request for comment. Former White House spokesman Kaylee McEnany previously said Mr. Trump wasn't being offensive when he referred to the virus as Kung flu, but was, quote, linking it to its place of origin. What? Kung? It, okay. I'm yeah. I'm sorry. Is it is it did it or was there an origin in martial arts? Tell right. me. Tell me more about the link to the origin, Kaylee. Mm-hmm. I I can't. Um, I mean, I honestly, it's just okay. Um. Anyhow, uh, Miss Lee hoped the rally would raise awareness among political leaders, general public, 
and the general public that the Asian Americans, especially Asian American women, deserve to feel safe. She said she hoped that in the future, it wouldn't take tragedies like the shootings to bring these people, th these issues to people's attention. At the March in Times Square on Saturday, Lauren Shin made signs on cardboard that said, say their names and listed the names of the Atlanta shooting victims. Ms. Shin, a New York City resident, said she has been aware of violence against Asian Americans, but the attacks in Atlanta hit home. She said she realized she took her safety for granted and that being a Korean American woman could put her in danger. She said of attending the march, I'm trying to channel my fear and anger into something actionable. Um, so that's the story of Out of the Wall Street Journal. Um, mm. It's terribly um, sad and disgusting that it's and this the fact that there's any like just any attempt to like defend this this guy is just I don't get it I, I, don't, mm. I don't understand like why it's okay like or why it's and the I, other thing that is annoying is them trying to um again like they do with with us trying mm -hmm. to vilify the victims by saying like they're sex, kind of, uh, you know, implying that they're sex workers. Even if they are sex workers, like what does right. that have to do with anything? Like, I'm sorry. Again, that's what we <laughs> always say. Like, there's no reason why any of your sins or not even sins or any of your choices, you know, I mean, other than you try to kill somebody else means it should be a death sentence. Right. Like that shouldn't be a death sentence jogging shouldn't be a death sentence like none mm -hmm. of these things so it's just it's just unbelievable and one of the ladies um other than the last one who um was killed her um it just kind of was a, like a little connection her one of her sons was like a morehouse grad she has oh. biracial children mm -hmm. um so i was just like so someone kind of on our mm -hmm. um, kind of spell house on things like you know mentioned mm-hmm her and I was like that oh yeah oh that's that's really hard to hear it's all it's all very very hard to hear and I just <clears throat> you know I had a conversation with a co-worker um because you know she was also she was asking the question like I, th I feel like from a really genuine place of like is the fact that he went to these specific places where the people that work there all happen to be Asian. Does that make it a hate crime if he was actually, whatever, maybe going after somebody else or, or not somebody else, but like for a different reason or whatever. And, you know, I just, for me, I think, um, like, I get where the question comes from. And I also think it's, if it's, even if you take what he said, which I, again, I don't want to give a lot of, credence to what he said um his rationale was but even if you said that it had something to do with a, some sort of like sexual whatever um there's all sorts of sex workers right like there's mm -hmm. there, i mean and that's i mean and that's a yeah but i was like it's a known thing like these places are predominantly serviced by asian by asian women and so i'm like yeah you could go asian women specifically asian yeah women specifically like these the, the types of spas that he went to were specifically right. asian um women, spas that are like primarily serviced by asian women and like Again, like if it was just a sexual thing, then like why is it so specific? 
Why is it like these specific places that have the specific demographic that are employed there as opposed to any other? I mean, like you could have gone to a strip club that has a variety of women who work there who are of different mm -hmm. backgrounds. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it doesn't it it the and the the fact that even if it is a sexual thing, if it's something like that is connected to um the 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 fetish of like the Asian woman or like this, you know, like the objective objectification of Asian women as a sort of like a specific sexual fetish, that's still problematic. Like that's still racial. That's still, you know, mm -hmm. like it's all so I just think that there's too many ways to look at it where it is where it falls squarely in the hate crime category then and and again like i am not of the mind to give him any benefit of doubt anyhow like you know so but even that that removed i feel like there's enough there just on its face value right yeah so so yeah so i mean it's just, uh, it's infuriating is what it is. So um, our, um, you know, I think this is such a time for us as minority uh, communities to stand together. Uh, and, you know, I just think it's really important for us to be just as vocal about these sorts of crimes against other communities as it is you know to stand up for black lives matter and you know and everything you know and every other thing that's out there you know i think that we need to be a huge amount of solidarity and um and support um from from our communities amongst our communities for one another um because this isn't any different it's it's exactly the same thing and like you said like it, the echoes of the way that the the narrative gets played out are also identical hmm. huh. okay so that's that then this is just an ongoing story that we haven't touched on yet just because we you know we, we we've been a little we had the um we had our special royal episode and then we were off for a week um i'm intrigued yeah, well, it's coming out of New York City. This is a, a short article from Axios, uh, Dateline March 20th by Jacob Knudsen. And the headline is, Current Aid Accuses New York Governor Cuomo of Sexual Harassment. So as uh, you're aware of the story, of course, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, so New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is in all sorts of deep doo-doo. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and it just keeps getting worse, so... This is um, just from, you know, like I said, just a couple days ago. Um, Alyssa McGrath, who's an aide in New York Governor Andrew Cuomo's office, accused the governor of sexual harassment in interviews with the New York Times after multiple other women have come forward with harassment and misconduct claims against them. If my count is correct, I believe that this girl, uh, this woman, Alyssa McGrath, is the fifth woman now. Um, but, mm. but she is the first who is a current aide of Cuomo's to speak publicly about allegations of harassment and the governor's, oh, I'm sorry, the governor's eighth accuser, my bad, eight. <laughs> There's eight women now who've come out and said that he's kind of a perv. Um, another current aide who has remained anonymous alleged last week that Cuomo groped her in the executive mansion. 
Um, McGrath told the Times that Cuomo had looked down her shirt to compliment her necklace, told her in Italian that she was beautiful, asked about her lack of a wedding ring and the status of her divorce. She also corroborated the accusation from the unidentified aide saying the person had confided in her about the alleged incident and told her the governor had asked the person not to talk about the supposed interaction. McGrath did not allege that the governor touched her inappropriately, but said she believed Cuomo's actions amounted to sexual harassment and promoted a demeaning office culture, the Times writes. Now, I feel like this is the point where people like take issue with some of this, but like, I'm with her. Like, I feel like at the very least, you know, it's it's definitely sexual harassment, right? And it's also making it... Yes, unwanted attention. And I mean, she's he's in such an elevated position above her that, you know, there's absolutely going to be retribution or contribution. So it's that power dynamic. She's not going to report him. Right. So... It's absolutely an abuse of power and sexual harassment. Yeah. You know, he's a sleazeball. Like super sleazy. And I'm just like, dude, like, just because you're not like, you know, reaching out and and grabbing body parts, which is beyond gross and incredibly uh, aggressive. um, It's still like, it's still not okay. Like, I feel like what's, I think, I feel like the, the, what's being um, said about him or the people that are sort of semi trying to defend him are sort of putting it in this category of like this very old school, like, oh, you know, what's a little, you know, (laughs) like there's no, no harm, no foul kind of a thing. And it's like, no, you can't, you can't make people especially when you're the person in power, you're like the, you're the boss or like, you know, everyone's under you in terms of that org chart, you know, like you can't make people feel that way. Like that's. Did you see what he, his statement? Do you, does it um, reference his statement that he made? No, I don't have his statement in front of me. Okay. I have it in front of me. Okay. Go ahead. He says, I now understand that my interactions may have been insensitive or too personal and that some of my comments given my position made others feel in ways I never intended. He apologized and acknowledged some of the things I said have been misinterpreted as an unwanted flirtation. At work, sometimes I think I'm, I am being playful and make jokes that I think are funny. I mean no offense and only attempt to add some levity and banter to what is a very serious business. I ha- I I have something that is you know if we were on this podcast <laughs> and if Jesus had saved me there was something <laughs> like that I want to say like <laughs> get out of here get out Are of you here serious? get out of here. Like, it's very Mad Men, right? Like, it's very, like, what year this are we This is in? not a 1950s <laughs> office. You are not in, like, The Godfather. You are the governor of New York in the Me Too era. You cannot... It's not acceptable. It never was, but it's really not. It never now. was, but it's so, like, not the standard anymore. Or, like, you know, like, it's so, so frowned upon that. It's mind-blowing that he even, like... Yeah, formed his his lips or like took to his like 
that anyone took why did his advisors who are his like, advisors they... yes yeah well, let me tell you this like okay so then the the one quote that is in here is from his lawyer rita rita glavin <laughs> rita glavin responded to mcgrath's allocation allegations by telling the times that quote the governor has greeted men and women with hugs and a kiss on the cheek forehead or hand yes he has posed for photographs with his arm around them Yes, he uses Italian phrases like ciao, Bella, end quote. And I'm like, um, I don't like everything that she listed is like beyond like not has nothing to do with like the allegations. <laughs> like no one is saying like, oh, he put his arm around me in a photograph and I was really uncomfortable. Like no one's saying that. Um, and even like the ciao, Bella, there are certain things like I feel in a professional setting. And okay, I admit I thought this today, and I was like, I'm a little uptight about certain things. And so, like I tell you, like I was, you know, working this deal, and the lender was like this older man, but not like again, I'm 43, like so he wasn't that much older than me, mm -hmm. probably in his late 50s, and he would call me like young lady, and this, and I hate hate when people mm -hmm. especially people who don't know me but someone's like it's your voice your voice sounds pretty young sometimes mm -hmm. so I'm like okay but still we're in a professional setting don't refer to me as young lady right don't refer to me as sweetie or any of those types of things like we're conducting business right. and so I feel like especially having worked in government for a long time before this you need to be so careful about what you say and do like, especially I feel like in like in LA was so like, Oh my God, it was so easy. And then even in like, you know, New York's a very similar to me kind of place. Mm -hmm. Like how, you know, like how is that acceptable mm -hmm. for you to behave yourself? And especially noticing the, the, the history of like the recent history of, governors mm. in new york um like elliot spitzer right yeah um so uh, <laughs> like i mean i have so many questions you know and and to date he has denied all the claims of wrongdoing like you said his statement is still not really like saying that he did anything wrong um it's like a non-apology right and then um the big picture as the article says is that all congressional Democrats from New York have called for the governor to resign or said that if Cuomo cannot continue to govern effectively, he should step down. And then President Biden, who's a longtime friend and ally of Cuomo, told ABC News on Tuesday that the governor should step down if the allegations of sexual misconduct against him are confirmed. And honestly, I, like, I don't even know if you need to wait for them to be confirmed. Like, I feel like when if you have eight women... Eight like separate women, <laughs> both. Well, a couple of representatives said like there needs to be an independent investigation. Yeah. Like that needs to happen oh, like sure. immediately. Yeah. And Joe Biden's like he supports that. Yeah. Like that needs to happen. And if he does, like he need to go. Yeah. You know, like Kamala said, do need to go. Like we don't care how great you were or whatever. Like you can't abuse your subordinates in that manner. It's not okay. Yeah. It's not okay. No, and it's just because you're a Democrat, you don't get a pass, dude. You don't get a you pass. You don't get a pass. You don't get a pass. Mm -hmm. And you don't um yeah, it's you can't just it's it's just we're just no longer in an era where you can get away with this sort of thing. And you can't, you know, and it's 
it it would be one thing it's like oh God, I don't know like it the thing is like it's never just one time you know so if even if you just had if you had just one woman who like took something he said and you know like whatever like then like I could see like saying like it being like this one time like whatever but it's not like you've got eight different women who have come out and said have very similar stories um you know there's only one of the eight from what I understand who said that he she the um she was actually like groped by him um and that's a big deal like you can't do that like I yeah it's it's bad it's all bad um so yeah um so yeah uh governor cuomo hot water mm. hot hot water um mm -mm -mm. yeah craziness well that's that's pretty much all i had i have this other story but i'm sort of like on the fence about it so we can move forward all righty there we go there you go okay so viral vox mm -hmm. so Last week we missed all the hubbub, so we're gonna uh, gonna briefly talk about this one then before I go into like what was going on the last week. Okay. So the Kirk Franklin thing. Okay. I only know a very little bit about this because I have not looked into it. Okay, so I was listening to another podcast, and they because I avoided listening to the eclipse mm -hmm. um, of the audio because I just. Like, what I read was bad enough. I didn't want to hear it. Um, and so they actually played the clips on their podcast. Now, and I listen. So what is, it mm, that, what is it that actually happened? Like, what are the clips of? So Kirk Franklin has another son. And, like, throughout the past couple of weeks, there's a lot more, a past week or whatever, mm -hmm. a lot more clarity about this. So it's his son, mm -hmm. who is 33, mm -hmm. who is, like, a child not with his current wife like okay. his his oldest child okay. who has a different mother okay um so they apparently have a very volatile relationship okay. um apparently like this child this he's not a child but he's this man his child is still you could tell very damaged by what he feels you know he did not get from him as a child and he's not i guess dealing with it effectively or whatever so anyway mm -hmm. they both admit that they have a very um toxic relationship so okay. the son recorded a part of a phone conversation he had with his father um kirk franklin okay. in which kirk franklin called him all manner of things <laughs> like oh, you know no. yeah so one of them was a b as blank um and like don't you ever talk to me like like lots of um curse words and very aggressive language coming from um gospel singer Gos <laughs> gospel franklin. singer and worship leader kirk franklin worship leader kirk franklin oh that's unfortunate um, yeah so not good for the brand mm. um yeah, so, ugh, so it was just bad. So the reaction from a lot of people were like, "I'm not canceling Kirk Franklin." Um, you know, that's not happening. Oh, my son better not, you know, talk to me that way, or 
you know, sometimes parents get mad. So they'll, you know, you know, they're only human. Um, he's grown, um, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then of course you have the Ricky Smiley's and the Steve Harvey's who are weighing in and like, yep, that's how I would talk to my son if he blah, blah, blah. Mm. And I felt, I think because I didn't hear it before, I was like, yeah, like, you know, and again, it's coming from, a, you know, I'm not a parent, mm-hmm. um, but it's kind of like, yeah, like parents are human. Mm-hmm. They get mad, you know, whether you're a Christian or not, like you, you can do, you can go there. And I know like I've seen very calm, mild people and their children will take them there sure and so I'm like okay like I get it but I mean like me and I'm just thinking like relationships I know father-son relationships are hard mother-daughter relationships are hard Mm -hmm. you know me and my mom were always going at it because of her tone sometimes I didn't appreciate it like if it was too much (laughs) you've been around when my mom got her tone I'm like you need to calm down and so, like, but never has she ever called me a bitch-ass nigga. So, oh, <laughs> right. right. And so, my thing was, like, I get it. You're a parent. Your children take you there, even when they don't intend to take you there. Right. You know, Kirk Franklin did apparently, like, again, you're learning. So, he did not have a father in the home. Mm-hmm. This child is with an ex girlfriend not a former wife mm-hmm. not a wife mm-hmm. um he didn't uh, you know they didn't grow up in the same he didn't grow up in the same household mm-hmm. with him you know and there that was other thing we were like oh his other children only have great things to say about him right because the other children grew up in the house with him and have all the money and all the experiences it's a t- this is a totally different relationship that this right. guy had yeah. than what these other children have and so you know there's resentment there too even though right. he probably got the money, he didn't get the father living in the house with him. Right. Um, well, and even the fact all- that he recorded this and put it out into the world is your first indication <laughs> that there's obviously a lot of water under that bridge. Like, yeah, like there, this is a cry. It's, it's like a cry for help. And like, there are no like bound, they don't have like proper father, son. boundaries relationship like there's clearly because I could never like if I had a fight with a friend or a parent or anybody like I'm not going to record it and and, like send it to other people right like we'll deal with it with each other in therapy in an appropriate manner also like I'm not like for he cursed at the at Kirk Franklin as well and I'm like there's just no sense of like proper boundaries and I was thinking, you know, I was like, I was thinking about it. And I was like, I, not only would I not talk to my father that way, um, I wouldn't talk to my child that way. I wouldn't talk to a friend that way. I wouldn't talk to another person that way. And I think that's the bottom line, right? It's just that it's not, there's nothing wrong. Uh, there's nothing wrong with being angry, getting angry, having a shouting match with somebody. Like you're a person, you're, you're a person. human. You're a person, human being. Like, you know, like that. These are things that happen in especially like complex dynamic relationships. Um, I get that. 
Um, but I think that there's definitely room to question like how you go after somebody, whether, and especially if that's a parent child relationship, because I feel like in terms of like, like the sanctity of like relationship, like degrees of sanctity, like, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, obviously like parent child is like right up there, you know, with like husband, wife, you know, like those are right. Like there are certain things you would not say to your, your spouse, like, you know, you can't take it back. Like you can't, you can't can't take it back. You have to watch your like language and the things that you say because deep down especially I feel like again like talking for someone who isn't a parent but I have been a daughter yeah <laughs> like, there are things that I would never say to my parents no matter how angry I was because like there's still that honor right that is that I subscribe to them you might think that it. you might think it I, oh Oh, oh, I might, I thought it, thought it, I might have said it to you, right? I, you know, right. I was like, oh, Andrea, oh, yeah, you know, certain things, right, that you just do not do because you have this honor in place. So it's very clear that neither one of them have that for each other, right? And that makes me sad. It's very, and it sad. makes me sad. Yeah. It's very sad. It's very sad. And I feel like, you know, I mean, it does like it's it's a bad look for Kirk Franklin, no matter what. Like, I get that, you know, there's a degree to which like the son probably took him there or whatever. But I do feel like, yeah, like there's some things like as a Christian that I'm going to be restrained from saying to really anybody like even a stranger you know like that's what I'm saying like not like (laughs) someone who is part of me right like I saw what I created and we're not on this Bill Cosby I brought you into this world no no we're not doing that no 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 no, no, that's not a thing thing. um like I'm just not gonna do like I'm just not gonna say right and I have been very very mad with people yes Mm -hmm. and just you know, like steam coming up my, mm-hmm. my, my face, yeah. like super mad, angry, furious. But there are just certain things I'm just not gonna say. I'm just not gonna say. I'm gonna think of or do. They're gonna yeah, like I'm not gonna hit someone. I'm not gonna hit someone. even though Andrea said that told this lady that I would hit her. I don't know. I was like, um, am I? She will hit you. I'm like, I really won't. Uh, why are you using me? As I forgot. All I am the that. least threatening person anyone. <laughs> like, uh, I'm mean, but I can be mean. But I'm like, I literally, I can cut you with my words, but I am not going to like hit true. anybody. That is really yeah. Funny. I was like. Yeah, okay, so yeah, <laughs> just bring a laugh. You remember that? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, like, yeah. So it was New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> and we were outside. It was downtown LA. It was one of the first, I think the first time that they did. No, we were in downtown Culver City. Was it Culver City? Mm-hmm. We were right outside the movie theater, trying to park. Oh, why do I think we were in downtown LA at the uh we I think we had dinner first and then we went there maybe. Oh, I, don't, I know. don't know, but it was I remember distinctly we were in Culver City. And this lady was like like she had like a sign or a um 
like so, not a side, but like a you know, like a some New Year's Eve like thing, you know, like fl she was like flailing around. Oh, okay, wait a minute. Right. So this has happened like more than once. Then I know I've only I've only done this once. I promise. I feel like <laughs> there's like a parking situation where you did that, and now I do remember the downtown LA with the sign. I don't know the park. I, I, then, I don't, this... then I don't remember the parking situation at all. Okay, it, it was also a New Year's Eve. That we were going... <laughs> you and I on New Year's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the stories. Oh my God. Okay, we're not good. We're that's enough of that. Okay. Let's just say like Andrea has used me as her muscle. <laughs> apparently, like I don't know how. She is way more likely to hit someone than I am. So. I am way more likely. Yeah, so it's really hilarious. So yeah, so let's move on. So Kurt Franklin, <laughs> Lord, Lord, we're praying for you, Kurt. The funny thing, the the funny thing. Okay, did you you saw the um the little guy with where the money resides? Who? Oh my God, you didn't see? It's a man in Louisiana who works for a Honda dealership, and he had that this commercial. And it just was going around everywhere. I think right before around Christmas time or something, where he was like, um, I got all the good deals. Um, and we're going where? Where the money resides, where the money resides, where the money resides. <laughs> and he was just dancing around. And he was like, and that's a Mary had a little lamb. Girl, no. the first time I saw it, I could not stop laughing. So and so people have been saying, like, they'll say something there, like, it's kind of like over now, but people, some people still say it. And they're like, that's on Mary Had a Little Lamb, because he said that in his little oh, thing. I gotta send it to you. I can't believe you haven't seen this. I have not. And so when people are like, I am not canceled of Kurt Franklin, and that's on Melodies from Heaven. <laughs> so that was funny. <laughs> I can't. I was like, y'all stupid. But that 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 was the one thing I did laugh at. Nothing else about this. It was just it was so sad. But yeah, that tweet or whatever that was that was hilarious i was like no nah, this is our melodies from heaven nah, i can't stand y'all no. okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh god okay, okay so that took a little longer than i thought because okay because you didn't know about okay. it so <laughs> yes the, the real viral box okay. which you don't know anything about i already know okay is saweetie and quavo from migos broke up so i know you do not know who any of these people are no you do know who the Migos are, right? Yes. Okay, so Quavo is like the main Migo. Okay. Okay. And <laughs> Saweetie is a rapper from California. Also, I found out, a USC graduate. Oh, unexpected. Yes, unexpected. <laughs> and I was like, because I saw like, you know, because everyone's because it was a, like her timeline was in a shambles because she posted her daddy because the girl like 27, so her daddy like our age. Um, okay, and her mom used to be like a video vixen in the 90s, it's hilarious. And so she was like, Um, she she started all this kind of <laughs> like, like thing, so it's pretty funny. So, yeah, her dad's like super cute, like very handsome. So, she's black and Filipino, okay, from the Bay Area, you know, cute girl. And right now, one of my favorite songs to dance to in the morning is her song with Doja Cat, um, which is called Best Friend. So it's a cute little song. That's my best friend. Yeah. So I I like that little song. Little nice little little shaky shaky. You know, getting up in the morning. Okay. Um. So anyway, so her last pics of him on Instagram 
were about Valentine's Day. So that's when the Insta sleuths get on the case, apparently, because it was reported a little while before, you know, a little while, like maybe a couple weeks ago, or maybe maybe about a week and a half ago, that she stopped following him on Instagram. Okay. So again, that's the first clue that there's trouble in paradise. My question is, who are these people who are always checking this? Like, right. there's a way that you could check if people are still following people. I never look to see who's following somebody. And I really don't check to see if people are still following another person. Like, it's so weird. Like, you can search and see if that person is, you know. And so people do that all the time because that's how we kind of find out, like, ooh, there's trouble in paradise. They stop following them. Ooh, they stop. I'm like, who is checking this? I know. That's a whole lot of effort. That's a whole lot of effort. And I need y'all to go do your online classes, children. Um, I need y'all to go read a book. I need y'all to do something else besides doing this. Anyway, so her, she sent out a couple tweets confirming. She says, I'm single. I've endured too much betrayal and hurt behind the scenes for a false narrative to be circulating that degrades my character. Presents don't band-aid scars, and the love isn't real when the intimacy is given to other women. I emotionally checked out a long time ago, and I have walked away with a deep sense of peace and freedom Excited for this new chapter of elevation. See, look at that US degree, USC degree. Oh, in effect, what a well crafted, uh, (laughs) well crafted, clear, concise. Yeah, use some vocabulary. Like, girl, she's super cute. I'm looking at their pictures now. Yeah, she's like adorable. He's like, he's got a whole lot going on. Oh, yeah, always. Uh, Quavo. Um, so. Um, so he responded, I know you want to make this into a show, so I'll play my part just this one time. I don't normally put my business out there, especially my personal life. I feel the need to address this so there are no false narratives. I had love for you and disappointed you did all that. You are not the woman I thought you were. I wish you nothing but the best. Nope, like no punctual, very little punctuation. Minimal punctuation. I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, to which she responded, which was the most hilarious thing of all. Take care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is classic. Because she clearly has a new man today. Like, she's, like, cute, got money. Like, it's not like she can't have, like, there are men lining up to be next. So, like, yeah, she's, like, yeah, She's care. super cute. Um, so that was hilarious. Well, and I love that he also, like, doesn't really address, like, he doesn't. The allegations. Yeah, he doesn't deny that, like, he cheated on her. No, he just said you put it out in public. Right. So, okay. So we're clear that. That's not what we right. do. Yeah. yeah. And so there's also talk, there was talk earlier that he, because he, like the thing she said about the gifts, he's always like giving her expensive stuff. Like he bought her Birkins, I think sometime last year. People are like, oh, I want to, oh, I want, oh, Quavo, get you someone like him. He gets like, girl, please. Girl, please. And then um, an early Christmas present, he gave her a Bentley. Um. So, yeah, so there's talk that he, like, repossessed the Bentley after she aired him out, and they're like, that's not true. Um, But, yeah. But I was like, even if he did, girl, go buy you 
you can buy your own bills. Yeah, it's to. just not. Yeah, like she said, this is. She said it. She said it perfectly. There's no need to restate it. Just no. It's keep, like keep your little presents. And that's the thing. Like that's what a lot of men, you know, high value men do. They're like they go out and just share their, you know whatever with the whole community mm-hmm. and then expect you to be loyal and okay because they buy you this they buy you that like no that's that doesn't make it okay some people were like well you know what you signed up for when you married a rapper and and this and this and that okay you know what no no Mm-mm. no i mean that, that should not be a thing so no that should not be a thing so so that was the hot tops you're all caught up i'm on, all caught up thank you on the major uh, viral things this week Very wait good. tell me everything mm-hmm. um last week the grammys happened so beyonce won everything blue ivy now has a grammy i saw um, and she's looking girl. so cute she's um girl. really growing into her face i have to say yeah, and like that's the thing, like that's gonna happen. Like, okay, so Kevin Hart, this is just totally an aside. Kevin Hart posts a picture of him and his little girl who looks just like the other kid they have, uh-huh. who looks just like Kevin Hart, and they have like this huge head and this like little <laughs> baby. And I'm like, they look crazy now because they're like little kids and they have these humongous Kevin Hart heads on these little bodies. <laughs> But when they grow up, like their mother is super tall. So I'm thinking they're going to be like a normal height and not a part of the lollipop guild. Right. And so they will grow into their heads and they're going to be a super cute yeah. adult. Yeah. And so like, that's fun. Kids are funny looking. Some kids are like funny looking and they become gorgeous. Oh, again, another one. Denzel Washington's son. Uh-huh. Is be- beautiful. John David is like beautiful now. Was not always that way. Right. He was really funny looking. And now, just beautiful. So, like, it happens. It happens all the like, time. And, I mean, yes. I feel like every every child goes through a very awkward yeah. stage, regardless of how they end up turning out. Like, so. Yeah. yeah. Like, I have, like, a an acquaintance whose daughter, when she was born, I was like, she looks like, not like Winston Churchill, but, like, <laughs> looks like. She looked like a little old man. Right. And because she looked like her father. <laughs> but now she's like four or five or something. She's so cute. She's mm-hmm. like a precious little angel. But when she was born, I was just like, ooh, God, that knows those eyes. Like all those strong features. Like, because her husband isn't ugly. He's a good looking man. Sure. But. That don't go on a baby. Like, it's too much for the little baby face. It's too much for the little so, baby face, yeah. But now she's, like, beautiful. So it's like, yeah, like, kids grow into that kind of stuff. So, yeah, Blue Ivy is gorgeous. And she is um, better than all of us. So her picture of her in New Orleans where she was looking out at all the people. Yes, I love that. Um, yeah, she is holding true to that and showing you that that is who she is. Um, the last thing for the Grammys, people were intrigued and horrified by the Meg and Cardi B performance. And my thing was, after watching that video, I'm like, um, this is rather tame. Uh, still a whole lot, but compared to that video, it was nothing. And I was like, what did you think they were going to do 
if you put it on um on TV, on um you know if they were performed at the uh, at, at the war show yeah like what did you think they were gonna do you think they're gonna come out with like a habit or something like they were gonna be like who they are so I'm like stop with the fake outrage you knew what was gonna happen like if you you know you could have told them to tone it down whatever but I'm like don't be outraged like I'm not watching that anyway I don't know who half these people are I don't care but yeah, yeah. I think my outrage was more just dire- like directed at the fact that they had them come on and perform. Perform, yeah. Like I was just yeah, like, I'm like, because like again, like you said, like they are who they are. That song, I mean, just the title of the song. That song, like <laughs> the title like, of that song, just the what title. What could they say on the TV? On the TV, right. like they couldn't even say half the lyrics. Right. So I was just like, so why would you have them perf- if you were going to have them perform? You know, like it's it's not like they don't have other hits or like other like compilations of any. You know, like they could have done like a mashup of a few. You know what I'm saying? Like there's any number of things Which like they did. Like they did like other songs and then ended up doing that. Right. So like so I'm like you knew you knew. Like, don't play. So stop. Like I'm just like that's just not have them do that song and have them do just any or stop there or whatever it's just but like yeah i was just like the fact that they allowed that on the show which is like a you know a prime time show that's on you know it's like not even on like cable you know (laughs) it's like yeah, it's there's just no standards for None. the world, and it's really bad. And I was like, that's fine. Like, if you, because I was like, this is an award show. It, like I said, it's like prime time. It's not like on cable. It's not, you know, whatever. Like, I'm an adult. I can watch what I want to watch. I feel like other adults can watch or not. Like, yeah, there's no way that my kids would be watching WAP. Mm. Just not. Yeah, so anyway, so that was that. The other thing um, for wait, I have so much stuff today. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to like, I think because I try to like briefly go through things, but then you haven't heard of them. So it ends up becoming longer than I intend to be. That always happens. So really quickly, I keep saying this, Oscar highlights. Um, Oscar noms came out. Yes. It's going to take place April 25th. So I'm going to, you know, again, I'm only rooting for the black people. So <laughs> best actor, um, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's mm-hmm. Black Bottom. Best supporting actors, Daniel Kaluuya and Leslie for Judas and the Black Messiah. Mm-hmm. Lakeith Stanfield as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and Leslie Odom Jr. It was very interesting because they put them both in the best supporting category instead of best actor. And I think that's because they want Chasmine Bozeman to have a better chance of winning. So is I was confused because Daniel Kaluuya uh, won the um, Golden Globe as supporting best supporting actor for mm-hmm. Judas and the Black Messiah. But Lakeith Stanfield was best actor, right? I don't know, but I, to, uh-huh. I you know, to me, I was like. Is it, you know, because typically the protagonist in the movie, isn't the protagonist usually the best actor nominee? And in Judas and the Black Messiah, wouldn't that be Fred Hampton's character? See, I feel it's like who it's most about. Like, he's the protagonist, 
But in this case, the antagonist has just as strong a role, I believe, as the... Well, he kind of carries the story because you're seeing it a lot from his perspective. Yeah, so he's the narrator. I get it. So I think if anybody would have been best actor, it would have been... Keith Stanfield. Stanfield. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that was interesting. That is interesting. I have oh, a I have yeah. a big crush on Lakeith Stanfield, by the way. Oh my god, I can't think of him as being anything but weird uh, because of Atlanta. <laughs> I know, but I was like, I thought he was cute and weird on Atlanta too. <laughs> like I thought he was weird. He's cute, but and he has cute. a baby with with the girl who plays Tamra on um, Mindy Project. Like he has like a kid with her. Oh, really interesting. Yeah, so I just again because I can know who people have kids with, um, or dating. That's my thing. Okay. So yeah, it's just very um, yeah. So he is cute, but he's like, and I like his character in Atlanta. He's so weird. He's he's hilarious. hilarious. So um, so well written. I like him, and he seems like very <clears throat> weird in person. Just like <clears throat> guys, coffee just contagious. <clears throat> just like home dude, who's the um. Donald Glover is kind of quirky. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like they're kind of kindred in that way. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, Lakeith Stanfield, like, I just read something where they're like, you know, that was a snub that he was um, best supporting as opposed to best actor. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they, the three of them are in that category, that's going to be an interesting one. Um, best actress nominees um, Viola Davis for My Rainey's Black Bottom. Mm-hmm. And Andra Day for the United States versus Billy Holiday. Oh, have you seen it? So I'm going to tell you right now that I have not seen any of the movies. Um, I haven't seen anything. I have been on a very, I yeah, and I know that I have had, I have literally been in the room where My Rainey's Black Bottom was playing and I didn't watch it. Like I was doing other things. Um, I have been on a, I told you, I've been on a very, very much so a, not watching anything serious kick um nothing new like mm-hmm. i'll watch like i said i watched the godfather like earlier this week or whatever mm-hmm. but i don't feel like revisiting new things or watching things that i have to pay attention to right now like that's been me pretty much mo- unless it's a reality show or something trashy like nothing that i have to really pay attention to um in 2020 and that has carried over while we're in this pandemic so i'm going to like like okay so best picture nominees the father um judas and the black messiah Mm -hmm. make minari nomad land promising young woman sound of metal the trial of the chicago seven i even started watching the trial of chicago seven when it came out because um hello aaron sorkin and i love aaron sorkin Mm -hmm. but i could not get into it i could not get into it either i i did the same thing i started watching it and i was sort of like "Eh," and i've never gone back but now that it's an oscar nominee i will watch it i'm gonna go back yeah i'm gonna go back to all these because like most of these like nomadland is streaming, Minari is streaming, Judas and the Black Messiah. Like yeah, I, most of these things are streaming, so I can like go back and visit them, but I'm like, it has to be a concerted effort. I just my concentration is like at zero. Yeah, no, and I have to say, uh, of all I mean, they're all the yes, all the ones that we've mentioned, um, in, with regard to the the best actor, best actress nominees, all those movies that they're in are all serious topics. But Ma Rainey's Black Bottom 
is absolutely like, you know, it is, it is a play adapted for the screen, you know, and it is so play based, you know, like it's so many like monologues and like, and which is why I feel like Chadwick Boseman should be given the Oscar for this um, because his, his monologues are like divine. Like they are like, Oh, like, you know, like I've always appreciated him and his craft, but it like, you know, like it's a lot to carry like a 15 minute monologue, you know, and he does it, he does it like divinely, but they are like this. So like, it's definitely like a focus movie too. Like you have to be like awake and up and like paying attention because it's like all very dialogue and monologue like driven so like you're like that's like that's the artistry of these of that movie in particular is just the way that it's written and how the the writing is delivered and everyone does a beautiful job in it but Chadwick Boseman has a few very specific monologues that are just divine like so um so yeah and you know like I first of all I love plays you love so, like play, I'm not yeah. a, and I absolutely love August Wilson mm-hmm. so like I'm going to, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, I just have to be, and I know that I will love it, but I just have, I'm not in that place. Yeah, like, you have so to be in that headspace for yeah. sure. Absolutely. I get you. Yeah, so that is that. Very good. Yeah, I'm glad that I'm not the only one for the trial of Chicago 7. Mm-mm. And I talked to you a little bit about this, um, something I'm super excited about mm. um, that's happening um, and you are you are one of two people that I talk to regularly who also said that they did not watch the original, The Real World Homecoming. Oh, uh, that's right. I am so excited about this. You and Bessie were both like, I never watched it. I didn't have MTV, never saw it. Yep. And I was like, I want to experience this with people and y'all are. <laughs> and so I think she's going back now and watching it. I was like, it's not the same. <laughs> Yeah, it was really a thing of its time. I feel like you were like, yeah. and I like again, like I didn't have it. Like, yeah, it was. I didn't have cable. I didn't have so I didn't have MTV, and so I knew of it. Like I knew people. I'm mean, obviously like I had friends who like were watching it. Like it was very much a part of the zeitgeist. Yeah, it was. So like yeah. I like and I'd seen like episodes here and there, but I was not like watching it or following it. You know, like I knew about it loosely. Um, and kept up with it very like loosely so like I could not tell you like even anyone's name like I just you know like and I remember just like it was it was just at the point where I was sort of like the drama of it was more than I wanted to deal with like I was sort of like (laughs) you know like I was like they're doing a whole lot like so you know like so I was kind of like cool on it too like yeah so yeah she's too cool for school I was so yeah so me I was there um, <laughs> watching the original in 1992 um with Kevin um who I love Heather B Norman Andre Julie Becky and Eric um loved it um it's um, so amazing like I feel I was like what like how special is it to be able to like revisit a time in your life and then kind of revisit it like via video. 
So that's like one of the things they're doing. So back a little bit. So they are doing a reunion nearly 30 years after filming ended. That's crazy. Um, the original was in 1992. How weird is that? That That's almost 30 years. Hi. Um, yeah. Hello. hello. Okay. Yeah. And so they reunited the cast from the first season. And they're living in the actual New York loft that they lived in during the original series. Oh, that's crazy. Um, yeah, so they were just like, what? No, not this place. Are you kidding me? Like, oh, my God. And so then one cast member is not there because he caught COVID. Oh, um, no. So they started taping, I guess, around this time last year because they were kind of, it was kind of after all of the um, social unrest started to happen uh-huh. and COVID was already, like, they were already kind of locked down. People were wearing masks and all that kind of stuff. So it kind of happened um kind of at the start of that and he got covid so he <laughs> is quarantining in a hotel room oh wow uh, away from them but he's kind of popping in via video so like i said like it's so cool and it's like they're just kind of like reflecting on their time of filming for the first season discussing ways that that experience helped kind of shape their lives their families mm-hmm. um and kind of like what that was um, in the culture because like although there are reality shows before like you know they've taped families and done you know different mm-hmm. uh, kind of quote-unquote reality show like this really sparked like reality tv in like a di- in what kind of in a way that we know it now oh for sure i definitely yeah. think of it as like one of those first shows that was like it was still like very it was still very novel to have like they're like following them around with cameras like 24 seven or whatever, you know, like that was still like, yeah. So they thought it was just going to be like a documentary. They had no idea that it was going to be what it became because like there was no precedent for it in that way. Right. Um, So um, they talked a lot about race relations (laughs) Mm. and, you know, society and all that kind of stuff. So they revisit some of those conversations, have them sitting around and kind of talking about, um, kind of like what they thought then kind of how they've evolved whatever the last episode got really heated Mm. um one of the more memorable um kind of debates arguments Mm -hmm. was between becky blasband Mm -hmm. and kevin powell kevin powell who was oh my god i wanted to move to new york and marry him (laughs) i loved kevin powell so much he was like a poet and a writer and like a teacher, but he was so woke before like before it became it was a, thing. a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I was all into like arrested development. That's when I was like reading the, you know, autobiography of Malcolm X. Like that's when I like started like really getting into all of that. Sure. So we, we were there. Like I was like, yes, Kevin, I love you. Um, <laughs> my king. Um, so <laughs> he, Oh my gosh, love him so much. And like, it has remained the same throughout the years. Like, I'm just like, yay, Kevin's back on the TV. Like, I have bought a Kevin Powell book um, back when I was in college. Like, you know, I kind of follow, like, see, like, what he's into. So, and he too has evolved. Like, he admitted, like, I was just on kind of like the black thing, uh-huh. but I didn't realize, like, because he apologized to Becky. He's like, you know, the one thing, I, I, he's like, I still believe all of that. Like, yes, all of that is still true. Uh-huh. He's like, the one thing I do apologize is I called you a bitch. And he's like, that was unacceptable. And I, he's like, I did like, I think he, maybe he's like, I haven't, you know, he's like, that was unacceptable. And I do apologize for that. <laughs> but everything else, like, 
I stand by, I stand it, by but my I'm opinion. like, good for him. Yeah, I will stand by him calling her that because that's what she is. Wow. Um. So anyway, as, as, they as she carves, K loves K in her death. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! There we go. K loves K. <laughs> And it will be like a first fam love. I'm not quite sure that he is um, heterosexual. <laughs> well, know. that might be a problem. That might be a problem. I'm not so sure about that, but um, I don't know. I don't know, because I feel like he should be married up and off the market by now. Sure. Um, but yeah. Anyway, and he's always going places with his mom. So, which, again, makes it very sweet. But after a certain age, it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> okay, anyway, so he's, they had an argument back in 92 about she called America a truly a melting pot with equal opportunities for everyone. Oh, how sweet. And they got to disagreement. And she was like, um, no. So they started discussing that again. Uh-huh. She constantly interrupts him. Um, she asked him to forget about color for a second and he's like that's racist to tell a black person to forget <laughs> about color and she's like I'm trying to take the politics out of it um, and then she starts you know again interrupting won't let him talk like she just keeps interrupting them everyone else is making faces putting their hands in their face mm-hmm. feeling uncomfortable one of her besties is like shut up you are going he tried to save her from herself he's like you are going to Think about when this comes out mm. and how you're going to look. He tried to save her from herself and she would just not do it. So she says, she prefaces a statement she's going to make by saying, it might, this might sound racist. Oh, no, that's, yeah, stop right there. And he says, well, then you sh- probably shouldn't say it. Probably shouldn't. Probably shouldn't. Does she stop? Nope. Mm-mm. She starts talking about her experiences as a part of an Afro-Brazilian dance class that she considered an immersion into the African d- diaspora. Wow, that's um, that's quite a class. Because I- <laughs> <laughs> you know how big the diaspora is, <laughs> I have you immersed yourself into the diaspora. I mean, I have not even been. I mean, I feel like I am like a product of the diaspora, but. <laughs> Yes, you truly are. Like, you are the most immersed person, one of the most immersed persons that I know. Um, I can't even say that I, like, and I was like, I studied, like, African history mm-hmm. and Caribbean history and all of this. And I will say that I have immersed myself mm. into the African diaspora to, like, you know, I am a part of it, but, like, mm. Girl, you do it way too much. And she said that she lost her skin color when she was there. Mm-hmm. No, you did not, Becky. Uh, no, you didn't. I still can't get over the fact that her name is actually Becky. Yeah, girl. Okay. Yes, yeah, her name <laughs> is really. Oh, you can't write this Because a Becky is what you are before you become a Karen. But the thing is, she a Karen now because she's 53, still talking oh, this yeah. mess. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, she she too old for all of that. So yeah, everyone felt like really uncomfortable. I can't find like the other thing that she says. Oh, okay. So she um then said um she was talking to somebody else and said um he's like saying she need to check her privilege um as a white woman uh-huh. in this world who 
is her father was like an esteemed doctor. She talks about how she didn't go to medical school. She's a singer songwriter. She didn't go to medical school, but she had the opportunity to study with like this famous metaphysicist or something like that. And so now she does that kind of work in New Mexico. Okay. So, and then she travels frequently to like France because she has family in Provence. And she just kind of like wanders here and there and lives a fabulous life being a singer songwriter and whatever this is and just being a rich white lady. Um, <laughs> and she was like, because they were talking about like, you're coming up as really elitist. And she was like, those elitist things, I believe everyone has a right to earn. And then she was like, life is not fair. Life is not meant to be fair. That's the facts. Okay. I can't. So again, what I said, like, Kevin, you can't take it back because you don't want to be seen as sexist, but I will say it. (laughs) On your behalf, boo. On your behalf. So yeah, so she made an exit because she felt that you know, they were um, ganging up on her. They said that they wouldn't gang up on her. Uh, but I was like, if you had just listened and been quiet, none of this would have happened. And she was like, I left the series because it's a lie. I had been there before. They told me that this time would be different. I realized quickly that this is not the platform for important human discussion on sensitive issues. Right, because, I mean, it's can be but you have to actually be open to hearing what other people have to say instead of preparing what your next response is based on what they said last yeah and like the editing is so perfect because at one point he was like they showed him at the end of the conversation kind of no resolution because he had resolution with other people Mm -hmm. even when he came back like he had had conversations with people that he had he because the thing was like I said no one was trying to listen to that in 1992. Nope. Not those white people. Not even the black woman who was in the other the other black woman in the house. Right. She was like, I just want to party. I'm 21. I want to party. I want to drink. I want to. I'm a rapper. Like I just want to have fun. I just want to turn. You know, I just want to have fun. Right. I want to hear all this political stuff. I don't care. I don't care. Right. And which is what a lot of people do. Sure. And so then now people have come back and they're like, oh my God, like everything you said was right. We totally see your point. This is how this has affected me. Knowing you has affected me. Knowing you has affected how I choose to raise my children. Like that is like major. And then you still have this 53 year old woman who nothing has changed. Right. And he said in 92, he was like, I don't think she's ever going to change. Mm. And here you see her mm. 30 years later and she still has doubled down in it and gotten worse because it's like you have lived an entire life. You should know some things. Right. By you should know some things. Uh, that's yeah. tragic. Yeah, it's really sad. So that is it. So again, I have subscribed to yet another freaking streaming service just so I could watch this. I'm so tired. You are so streamed up that you could probably go ahead and just pay for satellite now and just call it a day. No, because uh, no, because because as you know oh, you're tired, I am yeah. very yes <laughs> I am paying for all these services. That's true. You're not paying for all of them. That's hilarious. Yes, I'm 
Like there are about three I'm not paying for. Oh, that's so <laughs> no, funny. Two. Right now, just two. I am paying for Hulu, and there's there's one other that I'm paying for that has is like more regular TV. But yeah, most of them, yeah, I most most of them I'm not paying for. It's some I go in and out, in and out, and then I share with somebody else too. So yeah. <laughs> hilarious oh my gosh but yeah but i was like oh all these streaming services they have to remember when the free trial is over because it's on paramount so i got that Mm -hmm. when the megan markle thing happened right so it's still the free trial so i'm like okay i was like hopefully real world is over by mid-april whenever that was so that i can not have to pay for Paramount, which is CBS, which is horrible. Yeah. Can I just say, okay, so are we, is that all your, wait, wait, tell me everything? Oh, one more thing. Well, they did have The Godfather on it. So that was nice. I got to watch The Godfather. So yes, go on. That is it. Well, speaking of the Paramount thing, because that's one of my let's get personals. Um, so yeah, I still have the free trial for the Paramount Plus. And why is all these pluses? All these pluses, but I'm like, okay, why is even the CBS Paramount app or whatever just as bad as like live CBS reception? Like, it's the only app that I, you know, like again, I have lots of the streaming services, um, and the, but they all work fine. Like, they all stream fine. They all like cast to my TV fine. Whatever Paramount. No, like, I'm just like, it takes a minute to pull up. It acts all crazy. Like, it'll like stop mid thing and be like, oh, internet connection. And I'm, I'm like, and I'm looking around. It's like everything in my house is connected to the internet. I'm like, okay, everything else is working. Why are you having trouble? You know, like, so it's driving me crazy. But all I have to say, I'm still as, as you are, same thing. I got, I signed up for the free trial only because of Megan and Harry and Oprah. And now I'm just using it because there are a few things on there that I want to watch. And then I finally started um, watching Stephen King's The Stand, um, which is on there. It's just like a limited series, you know, mm-hmm. based on the book. And it's very good. It's super dark, um, of course, because it's Stephen King. But what's really funny um, is that it's about like a global pandemic, like, a, like you know, obviously like super worst case, like global pandemic where people are like, you know, dropping dead in the streets pandemic, like not so, but like, so yeah, but it's very interesting, like kind of like, kind of, you know, we're, we're prayerfully, hopefully on the tail end or other side of this current pandemic that we are still in, um, but like coming out the other end of it, hopefully. Um, so it's very interesting to like watch the like television depiction of this book that was basically about the same thing, essentially. Mm. So really good. And I'm kind of on a Stephen King kick right now because I just started listening to this um, Audible book, which is a, the brand new, the latest Stephen King novel to come out, which is called Later. And it's narrated by the main character who, as as the narrator, he's a 22-year-old, but he's looking back on his life starting at about when he was six years old. And um, as like, it's, it's not, a, this is not a spoiler because you, you get this right in the first chapter. Um, the, the little boy like can see dead people like he can see ghosts and like mm-hmm. and so like 
that's like you're just so I'm just starting like it's good it's it's become my new workout book you know so I only okay. so I can only listen to it during workouts so I got through I think the first few chapters during my workout today um, but it's going to be great for working out because I'm like super wanting to know what's going to happen next um, and I can only listen to it when I'm on the machine so that is so funny to me that you do this oh it's it works like it's a stupid little trick but like it totally works because I'm like disciplined and like I'm not I just don't allow myself to engage it otherwise um so I'm very curious and actually I've done that I went through a whole series like when I was running before I had to stop running um I was I went through a whole Stephen King series um like that using it as my like running book um because I'd I'd rather listen to something I'd rather listen to a book or like a story while I'm working out because it's like I can get like super lost in it whereas music I like I I can tune out of music and be very much in tune with how tired I am of this workout (laughs) whereas like with a story like if it's really good, like I'm very much like lost in the story and I forget that I'm like exhausted or whatever, you know? Fascinating. I know, right? So those are my two recommendations. Uh, so it's like a Stephen King theme over here. Um, and I'm very sad because my little British show called The Midwife, um, I'm on the last season. And so I'm like kind of like, watching it very slowly like the last season because there is a there is going to be a season 10 but it's not out yet so because of COVID and all that like they haven't you know completed season 10 yet so I'm like holding on to it because it's like my like sweet little like British show that I like to watch um and what else is going on I think I mean that's really like it like I just feel like slowly but surely like um things are like be feeling like feeling more normal, like not a hundred percent at all. But like the other day I had an uh, optometrist appointment and it was in um, over here in downtown Culver city. So when I left the appointment, it was basically around like four thirty, almost five in the afternoon. And I was like, Oh, like I'm hungry. I'm going to go home and eat. And then it's just like, but it was the day after like, or day and a half after we uh california had opened back up uh dining in um has opened back up at like limited capacity and so you know and i'm standing in the middle of culver city and i was like oh i could go home and like just eat dinner at home like at first i was like oh maybe i'll pick something up but then i was like hey i can like go and sit down inside somewhere <laughs> like it was like mm-hmm. it's just so funny to me like how many like bits of like putting like one plus one plus one together it takes before like because I just have to like think it all out like it's not like a natural thing you know so I was like okay because it was it was a nice day like it was clear and sunny but it was really breezy and pretty chilly like it was very brisk outside and plus it was about to be sunset or whatever so I was just like oh I was like I don't have to take it out because I don't want to sit outside, I can like eat inside. So I like went to Mendocino Farms and like had a sandwich inside, like ate there. It was just like a revelation, basically. <laughs> like It felt like, wow, like this is exciting that I get to do this, you know? So 
Um, so yeah, so I just, I'm like, I, I feel like there's like this ever gradual dawning of like, like this, these new opportunities that have been, well, old opportunities that have been unavailable for all this time, you know? Okay. So yeah, so that's been lovely. I've been sort of like enjoying that. And like, I think I keep always having and like, I feel like it's always like, Oh, right, I'm vaccinated. So like, I can be like, less nervous even about doing that. Because you know, I feel like there's definitely a time when even if things were open, I wouldn't go, you know, because I'm yeah. like, you know, so but now I'm just like, Oh, no, like, it's open, and I'm vaccinated. So like, I could really like go and like, enjoy it and not be like, all like, Oh, you know, like freaking out about it or concerned or hyper vigilant, you know, I'm still hyper. Yeah, yeah so hyper vigilant, but like still, you know, but like, you know, not not quite, maybe like a couple of notches down or whatever. So so yeah so that's where things are over here how about you uh things are good like i'm i'm just found out like i'm now eligible to be vaccinated but i'm waiting to talk to my doctor right first so that's gonna happen tomorrow okay so um so we should see so if i get the okay you know that'll probably be happening sometime this week or next week nice the first shot um so yeah so, um, with me, I guess, like, like, the biggest thing that happened <laughs> was, um, that I went to Louisiana. Um, yes. My uncle, he was my last uncle. Hmm. Um, my dad's oldest brother, he survived all of his siblings um passed away a couple weeks ago and so me and my cousin from Atlanta we went to Louisiana um to go um be with our cousin his daughter she's an only child too just like us Mm -hmm. um and our other cousin again like they hadn't been vaccinated at that point so they um didn't travel Mm -hmm. uh, my cousin in LA so we're like you know we have to go so took a little road trip and I forget how long that road trip is Mm. Um, (laughs) right but I'm like the opposite way like when we're leaving like I kind of get a second wind and end up like driving most of the way back home Mm -hmm. and I'm like like, so tired going but it's it's a fun little trip and of course I was just like I'm going to Monroe Louisiana I'm going to eat what I want to eat. So whenever I go there, like, we have a list of food that we have to eat. Right. Because it's like you have your old spots that you want to hit, right? Like places Mm -hmm. from your childhood, I would imagine. Yeah. So it's like we used to go, like, like I never lived there. Like, I never lived in Monroe, Louisiana. Mm -hmm. But my parents were from there, lived there until they moved to California, I think, in the late 50s. Um, so it's kind of funny because I was talking to my aunt in California and she's like, oh, y'all going home? And I'm like, yeah, no, no well, I guess, but like <laughs> the ancestral home? Right. But it's not, like, that's not where I'm from. But it's kind of funny, but like just being there, like, it's so, um, there's like a comfort in being there. Sure. And I always felt like, I always felt that way. Like a lot of people in my generation, like, 
didn't like it, didn't want to go. But I always have such fond memories of when we would go there, except for one bad memory mm. um, with my step-grandmother. Mm. Horrible. She turned the air off and I got bit by mosquitoes. That was my first oh. encounter with mosquitoes. And they loved all this California um, little oh, girl. No. They were like, oh, fresh meat. My mom was livid, of course. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was not good. So, yeah, but every other, like, I had like five memories because it's like a small town feel. And it's just, I just love it so much. And so then, like, you know, I'm just, you know, after my parents are gone, I'm just so much more aware of, like, oh, they used to live here. Or that's that old house. Oh, mom and dad used to like this place. Mm-hmm. You know, we would pass by, like, you know, um, this river. And again, in Louisiana, nothing is looks, nothing is pronounced like it looks. So, like, their parish, like, they're from Washita Parish, which is in northern Louisiana, mm-hmm. like, north. Um, East Louisiana, um, a few hours away from New Orleans. So it's very different um, culture. Some things are there, but like it's a very different culture there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very close to Jackson, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where my grandfather's from. And so it's just a very, like, yeah, my mom used to talk about this river that they would used to, they used to cross to go to like their other relatives' house. And, and so it's called Beth River, but it's spelled more like beef in French. <laughs> That's what they pronounce it, Beth, uh-huh. um, instead of Booth. But yeah, so, you know, just passing over there and like, you know, the bayou knowing like, oh, mom and dad used to like go this way or, you know, used to do their thing. So like that <laughs> was like cool. And I just kind of like, I always thought like, I always felt that I would have more presence there as I got older, but I'm still not sure what that means. Like, I don't mm-hmm. see myself there permanently mm-hmm. or all the time but I still feel that I want to have some kind of presence there right. and so now it's, it's having me being prayerful about what that's going to look like right okay um so yeah so that's kind of what I got from this trip um nice and just like a beautiful service for my uncle who was like literally like I t- like I mentioned on my Facebook post like he was like a celebrity mm-hmm. in that town like he and like I knew like a lot of this stuff growing up because they you know talked about it and we saw like his old campaign posters and different things but um like he was one of like the first black people from that area to run for like the house of representatives mm-hmm. <laughs> like a long long time ago right and, like my cousin mentioned like they gave him security back then right, right. wow it, and I was just like right because like that you die like he, like he got threats and stuff sure. and so how he like helped bring like the NAACP chapter to like that their area and just like all the things that he did like he's a Korean um, war veteran mm-hmm. and was like I always knew like that like I knew he got injured um and like they didn't think he's gonna make it so like he mm. you know like a steel plate and like his leg and like rod in his leg like all kind of stuff so it was just like he just lived like an incredible life and even just the stories that my dad would tell about because mm-hmm. like I feel like I was one of the first people who had like divorced grandparents like I that I did not know that that was a thing mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> my parents are much older so we're much older so you know having you know divorced grandparents like who has divorced grandparents like that's weird Mm -hmm. um but like all the stuff that like my uncle did being the oldest and helping my grandmother 
um, bring money into the household. Like he drove a school bus at fourteen. Like wow. how? <laughs> like, wow. Uh, like when they were teenagers, like they all, like my dad and all his brothers worked at the country club as waiters. Like, mm-hmm. like all, of the, like my dad, one who took care of like the household things. Like I was just talking to my cousin, I was like, yeah, my dad was like, it's partly the army that he, you know, he was in the army, but like that's what he did. Like he had little sisters at right. home. So my oldest uncle was working. He was at home, like kind of helping. His mom was working all the time. Like he was at home, like cooking. My dad knew how to cook. And he knew how to clean and he knew how to like iron and like take care of the house. Cause like, that was part of like what he had to do to like help mm-hmm. the household. So I was like, yeah, dad, like would iron me and mom's clothes all the time. Oh, <laughs> He's so really sweet. good at it. Right. He's really good at it. I was like, part army part, that's like what he did. So right. yeah, so I was just like, it was just great. And it was just like a wonderful, wonderful service. And I just loved hearing all the stories that people were telling about him. And like I said, some that I knew, some that I didn't know. And, you know, he was just like a great, great father, husband, community leader, and just, you know, just, he was amazing. So mm-hmm. rest Uncle Willie, Aww. Willie Hayes Jr. So rest in peace. Yeah. Aww. Um, now, this, I'm going to end on a light note because I don't want to get too, like, a little sad. But mm-hmm. Okay, so did you see my post about my coffee cake? I'm so proud of you. Yes, I saw your post. It looked delicious. And, um, yeah, you did, like, you were, you're so crafty. Like, yeah, it was very good. It looked very good. And the thing is, like, it's so, like, I had to, like, be really careful because you know how baking one thing like yeah but it's a ke- it's a chemistry experience so man because like and i was like i am not going to the store if i don't got it it ain't working so i was like when i like the butter thing like i don't know why i had regular butter but i did oh i think i was going to make a dessert and give it to somebody mm. so i was like it could have butter in it but i ended up not doing it so there's butter here so i was like i am out of have very little vegan butter I'm going to use this. But then, yeah, I was like, oh, I don't have, I don't have even enough vegan butter. Like, okay, I need to put some olive oil. I need some oil. So put olive oil instead. These fat. Like, I don't have pecans. I usually have pecans. Don't have them, but I have pistachios. Those are supposed to make it better for you. So put that in. I was like, oh, I'm doing pistachios. So let's do like a little ginger. Let's make it a little Indian. Let's put a little chai. So yeah, by the end, it was like totally different. Right. Than- <laughs> It was like a whole other recipe. <laughs> and then I used like Coke because I'm trying to like veganize. So I had like, or make it healthier. So I didn't have like regular sugar. I usually have the Toronado sugar, but I didn't buy it the last time I was at Trader Joe's because I'm like, I'm not really using a whole lot of sugar. But I had some coconut sugar from the last time I baked. And so I put that and I was like, this is just not as sweet as other sugar. So I was like, I need a glaze. So I don't have regular milk. I do have turmeric, ginger, coconut. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, I, that I put in my tea. And so like, I just made a glaze out of that. And I was like, yeah, I need this to be sweeter. And so, cause this is coffee cake. And so, yeah. So that was fun figuring out how to do that and using a flax egg instead of a regular egg. Like, yeah, I was like, it took me more time to figure out the substitutions than the actually. Once I figured those out, like, right, it was fairly easy. But I was like, okay, what can I do this? Oh, you don't have no baking soda. Okay, like you need to triple the baking powder. So yeah, so it was it was interesting. But yeah, they look really good. They're not bad. Like I said, they're still that like 
as sweet as a coffee cake would be even with the icing. But it was not bad for me getting creative in the kitchen. It looked very tasty. I was like, oh, I would I would try that. That looks really yummy. Oh, look at you. So yeah, I've been like amazing people with the vegan um desserts. Like I said, the wacky cake, the vegan the wacky cake is vegan anyway. So like that was a good one. So yeah, everyone like was very happy about that one. My biggest um fan was one of my little friends mm. who can't talk when he's eating it. He's so in love. <laughs> he's so cute. Oh my god, he has a little haircut. He is just like, oh, he's so adorable. I was like, I love both your children, but he just has always just had a little little place in my heart. You always so gravitate towards the little boys. You're a boy mom. If you were a mom, you'd be a boy mom. I know. And I said that because like growing up, those were the little kids around me. I was always like babysat like little boys. Mm-hmm. Like it was Brandon and CJ. Those are like my little boys mm-hmm. and my friends. So Justin, like I always had little boys. So I'm used to them. They know what to do. I told you the other day, he, I went to the house to like drop off something and he comes outside he's not supposed to come outside he comes outside he runs off the pa- uh, off the front porch goes down he picks me a flower he's like this is for you i can't girl this is why this is why they're just so sweet a girl little girls are just so sassy mm-hmm. so, which his sister is just so sassy so sassy yeah so i was just like lord jesus but yeah they just i i would be a boy mom <laughs> It'd totally be a boy mom. <laughs> They're just so sweet. They're very sweet. Yes. Well, yes. I love little girls because I love my guy girls. Lord knows I do. Yeah. They're their joys. But yeah, mm-hmm. little boys. They're so sweet. So sweet. Yeah. So that's kind of big, all the things. All the things. I know I've jabbered on a lot today. I spoke so much and I didn't have my water next to me, which I was like, this is going to be a mistake. And it was. So I'm going to go get my water and drink some water before I Pass out. go to bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I got it early morning. Okay. Um. Yeah, same here. I'm going to go feed these animals who one of which is uh whining and stomping his feet at me. Yes, I I hear. Yeah. I hear him. Yeah. I'm you calm down there. Yeah. He's been he's actually been very patient and now he's like, I'm done with this. Why are you still on the phone? Uh, oh okay. Yeah. So but I do believe we've covered everything, which is as as we always as do. we always do, as we always promise and we come through. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. so thanks for tuning in, listening audience. We do appreciate your presence here. And uh, we'll be back next week because a bunch of things will happen and then we'll have to talk about all that. Mm-hmm. More things will be happening. More things. But until then, bye. Bye. Wait, Tell Me Everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find all available listening platforms at anchor.fm forward slash wait, tell me everything. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out and get social with us on our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter and IG at WaitTellMePod. Questions, feedback, or something you'd like us to tackle? Email us at WaitTellMeEverything at gmail.com.